I thank you, Lord, that you're doing something new in us. You're opening our brains, our minds, our hearts to receive. I thank you, God, that you're going to say something that's going to allow us to encounter you in new ways. We bless you and thank you. Father, without you, I am nothing. With you, we are everything. And I bless you for that. In your name we do pray. Amen. All right. Tell your neighbor again. Neighbor. Where's your faith at? One more again. Neighbor. Where's your faith at, fam? Ask yourself, where's your faith at? How about that? I think it's good to start this off. I'm going to teach this with my best ability not to preach it. I'm going to teach. Um, that we've, we've had several faith conversations here before. But I think it's also very easy, not very easy, but very important for us to understand that questions are normal. Everyone say that questions are normal. There's a reason why I say that, because without question, you cannot develop trust. Okay? You cannot develop trust without first questions. For example, if I am interested in someone, I'm going to ask some questions first to get to know you. Based on your response, and for me, based on what I discern, then we can see we're going we gonna, to uh, go hop around the merry-go-round and go around for you 5,000 times, and then we go from there. But... I need to know first and foremost, like, what's going on? Do you love God? You know, how's your family life? I'm putting you through a whole interview, fam. Like, how's your, how's your life? How's your family life? What's your family history? What's your medical history? How's your mind? When's the last time you heard God speak to you? Were you sure it was his voice? Was it dark? Was it nice? Was it airy? Have you heard Have you had angelic visitation? Like, do you speak in tongues? Do you know how to pray? How long do you pray? I need to know these things, okay? Because before I'm interested in your body, I need to know about your soul. Your spirit. So this is more important for me. So I have questions. And then based on those questions, then I develop like, maybe I can pursue you. Maybe there's something about you I can start to trust because you are showing me that based on what your response is, you're living up to what you say. That's a big thing. Okay? If, you, if they don't prove what they say, then it ain't real. Okay? So questions are necessary, especially with God. I was always taught, um, I think my old, 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 old first pastor said, don't ask no questions to God. Never question God. But I was like, I found many point counts in the Bible where they, was, they were questioning the Lord. And so it's okay to question him, okay? So that's very much so. However, without question, you cannot develop trust. And there's no need for trust without mystery. There's something you want to know. But I have to walk through this in order for it to find something out. The Bible is very clear that he is a mystery. He's a mystery. We cannot know all of him yet. So, however, it is a very, it's a very, it's a, it's a mystery. But that's what keeps the pursuit going. It's the, it's the unknown that keeps us moving through that. It is good to live, listen, between can't control and can't explain. It is good to live between can't control and can't explain. Because then I'm not giving you a flesh answer for what I can't control and what I can't explain. That's the move that God really wants you to take. That you can't control nor can you explain what he is doing. I can't explain it. I can't control it. All I know is I'm in the middle of it. And it's fine with me because it's working out perfectly fine. That's where we have to live at. Now I want you to understand something. Faith comes first. Before you can ever understand anything, you've got to first understand you must have faith. Someone say faith. faith. 
So very important, guys. Here's the understanding to this, okay? You have to have faith. It is what you cannot see that is faith. And it is very difficult sometimes to believe God that he's going to say, first of all, you cannot hear, you cannot see him, but yet you can hear him, feel him, sense him, and then he's telling you something that you still cannot see. That's the realm that he lives in. This is going to be very important what we're going to do. It's very important. So faith is what you cannot see. It is the faith realm. That's what you cannot see. If you can see it, it's not faith. Okay? If you can see it, it's not faith. Now it's one thing to believe and have faith for something and then see it. That's called manifestation. But the other time of this man, it comes down to the point where you have to believe what you cannot see. And they will call you crazy and dumb and stupid. Like, why are you believing something? Why are you waiting on something? Why are you doing? Uh, you can't understand what I'm doing. God told me I'm going to have it. That's all I got. So until he gives it to me, I'm going to wait in expectation of he's going to do it. So everything happens in that realm. Someone say realm. All right, great. Everything in the earth belongs to the Lord. We're going to get to a point. Everything on the earth belongs to the Lord. Write down Psalm 24, 1 through 1 and 2. Very familiar. Psalm 24, 1 through 2. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and, that, and they that dwell with therein. Verse 2. For it hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Which means everything belongs to God. So if he, if he has ownership of everything, what makes you think you can't possess it? If he owns it all and we have him and we're in right relationship with him, then what makes you think you can't have what is in the earth? That's right. Even what you can't see, even what we can't comprehend is still available. Now, not just this earthly realm. Spiritually, we can have that too. But we don't have faith for that because we cannot properly understand it. When you can't understand, you will, you will back away from it and call it foreign. Many people call that kind of stuff demonic because you know, we can't see this, we can't trace it, we can't make sense. We're, like, ah, we're trying to prove what's signs, but it cannot be proven. Everything, your, even your process right now can't be proven. The process God has you in right now cannot be proven. Why? Because if it was proven and you could able to pinpoint that thing out, you would mess up your process trying to include your own things. You can't have God and your own journey at the same time. Amen. So everything the Lord belongs, everything in the earth belongs to him. Romans 8 talks about how we are sons. We're joint heirs with him, right? So that means that if he has made us joint partners with him in the kingdom, that means you can have what he said you can have even in the earth. Why? Because he made you a partner. It's like you never had to work. You, never, you know how uh, when you have a business idea? And um, someone's like, okay, cool. I got this idea. Like, yeah, I love it. All right, cool. You're going you gonna, you gonna to go on 50. We go on 50 and we're going to have a business. Cool, right? You go on 35. I go on 35. We're going to have this. We're going to build it. We're going to save it. But that's cool. But God gives you free access. All he requires is your heart. That's great stuff. So there's no buy-in to it. There's nothing to lose except just yourself. And he gives you that. So everything on the earth belongs to the Lord. Because of this, I'm just going to throw this in just for free, real quick. It's important for you to make sure that because everything is his, that we treat it properly. Praise the Lord. Okay? Everything belongs to him. And so when we don't treat the things of God 
with respect, we are saying that we don't really care about you, don't honor you, can care less, it is what it is, whatever. However, it's very important. And it's important to make sure we're naming things the right way. Claiming things the right way. I mean, we love, uh, you know, jump up, high five your neighbor, turn around three times, slap them in the back of their head and say it's on the way. And it's not. We've got to treat the things of God the right way. We are naming and claiming generation. No, just name it. Claim it. And that's cute. And your breath stink when you say it. But at the same time, it's okay to laugh, y'all. Loosen up. At the same time, when it comes to things of this nature, because everything in his, you got to be careful of what you claim as yours. There is a penalty to claiming something that God never said was yours. Period. So I'm very careful on what I say is a friend, an associate. I'm very careful. I don't call no female babe, babe, boo, boo, babe, boo, woo, woo. I don't care what your nickname is. I ain't calling you that. Why? Because that's not mine. So until God releases me to find her, then I'll be cool. But until then, you see what I'm saying? A car. If, I'm gonna, if I know God said I'm going to have a, a big old SUV, Mercedes G, hey, I'm going to have that. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go and I'm going to say, God said it. So I'm going to think, yeah, when I see it, I'm going to have a car like that. I'm going to have a car like that. Why? Because God said it's mine. We need to claim what God says is ours, not claim what the devil says is ours. It's a difference. Let's look further into this. Mark 11. Mark 11, 23 to 25. Mark 11. 23 through 25. You ready for it? For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe, hallelujah, that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatever things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. But here's the verse we never read, they shall. 25. And when ye stand praying, forgive. And if ye ought have, and if ye have ought against any, that, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you of your transgressions. We like the, the scripture about moving faith and moving mountains and moving mountains out of the way. But the truth is, if you have something in your heart, nothing is moving except your mouth. Oh, bless the powerful name of Jesus. All right, so if you have something in your heart against something, someone, then it is, you are not moving mountains. You are just moving your mouth, fam. You've got to make sure that thing is clear. If you're going to be one ready for miracles, then you've got to make sure your heart is clear. And if your heart is clear, then you can move mountains. Could it be your mountain is still growing because your mouth has not, your heart has not forgiven? Faith, so faith moves mountains. I didn't mean internet to go that way, praise the Lord. But faith moves mountains. Faith moves mountains. But it requires you to recognize the lordship of Jesus. Very important point. Faith moves mountains. However, you have to recognize the lordship of Jesus. Okay? It, the lordship of Jesus should affect everything around us. Everything that we are. The lordship of Jesus should affect that. You hear what I'm saying? Alright? Very important for you to understand. He is lord. Period. He is Lord, which makes him ruler over everything. He is Lord. And so because of that, we have the ability to address what is in our way, what barriers in our way, because his lordship is in partnership with us as sons and daughters. Okay? So knowing that he is Lord, listen, 
commands your situation to change because he is God and he said something differently. Here's my point. If God said and called you healed, then you have the authority to command something out of your life that God didn't say was yours. God does not hand you high blood pressure and say, here you go, happy birthday. He's not going to do that. Of course, you know, fried chicken and, you know, fried pork chops and, you know, all that kind of stuff brings that stuff upon us. We can't say, oh, Lord, hey, fam, you get that. So we got to make sure, we, but he is the healer. Praise the Lord. He is the healer and he will heal. But because that is not in agreement with what we say and he says for our life, we have the ability to move that thing out of the way. Of course, with this, it takes physical discipline. To stop eating these things, you know what I'm saying? To stop doing those things, to make sure we're drinking enough water, keeping ourselves hydrated, all that kind of, we got to make sure we're okay to regulate ourselves and get our levels back together. However, he gives us the strength to make these changes. Praise the Lord, okay? Now, here is something noteworthy for you. You got your pen and pencils and uh, phones ready. Faith isn't just something God inspires in us. It is his personal confidence he gives to us. Faith isn't just something God inspires in us. It is his personal confidence he gives to us. Faith isn't just something God inspires in us. It's his personal confidence he gives to us. Here's what I mean. Faith literally is something is a gift from the Lord. He gives us that. All right. The Bible also says without faith, it is impossible to please him. OK, so he gives us faith in hopes that we will use it well. It is a confidence he gives to us. He wants us to have it. So he wants us to make sure that we treat it well. He gives us it in confidence, hoping that we will use it. But yet and still, we don't do nothing with the amount of faith that we have. Even the Bible declares that if you have the size of a mustard it's something that you can do. You can say to these things move. Let me ask you a question. How well has your faith maintained in loss? I wish I had like a top hat, one of those little batons. Like How well has your faith maintained in loss? I think it's important to pause there and allow that just to settle on your cerebral. Like it's the, ask yourself again, is your faith maintaining will? Which means if you can't trust him in loss, you will never trust him in abundance. If I can't trust him with what I lose, how can I trust him with what I gain? Many of us will never see the movement and the blessing and the, and the abundance and the manifestation of God until we learn how to trust him in what we don't have anymore. Woo! So you have to, so do an inventory on what, this is different, I know, but do an inventory on what you have lost. And say, God, I trust you with what I don't have anymore that I know I need right now. Sometimes a pay cut is a blessing to God to bless you and show you a different side of Waymaker you've never known before. Amen. You see what I'm saying? So it's, 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 that's how we trust him in loss. 
The thing is that we have to make sure we remain. Listen, I'm going to say it again. probably somewhere in here. We have to make sure we listen. We learn to stay in a posture of thankfulness. <laughs> thankfulness will save your life, fam. Little talk. Just because we are going through something does not mean he is not there. Praise the Lord. Just because, just because, just because, just because we are going through something does not mean he is there. Or it doesn't mean that he has forgotten about us. That's not true. So listen, Psalm 23. I'm going to give you hope this, this will bless you with revelation, okay? Psalm 23, we know, that, we know that scripture, right? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He making me lie down a green pasture. He restore my... We know that. But verse 4. Yea, though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou rodest thou comfort me. This bless me, Miss Ross. You want to know why? Because there are realms of his presence, Mama Sharon, that we will never discover until we walk through and not stop in. It's very biblical. Yea, though I walk through the valley, we get distracted in the valley, so we stop, we sit, and we want God to sup with us. However, it's saying that he's already with us, and we don't realize he's with us because we desire a certain kind of emotion. When we're going through something. So here's the difficulty. The devil will have you in your fleshly life. And your before, uh, hopefully your BC life. Can't want you to have some sort of, of emotion. Okay. For example. Uh, we all desire and long for companionship. Yes. But it is something when the devil has you stuck on that thing. To the point where you are in the valley. And you want that same type of thing. So what happens? You repeat a cycle of going over and over and over again in the same place of darkness because you're looking for a certain kind of emotion when God's already saying, thy rod and staff comforts me. You see what I'm saying? If you get distracted based on what you used to have, you will never make it out of the valley you're in right now. So, faith shouldn't fall into question when something comes up. That's real talk. Faith should not fall into question when something comes up. It's your faith should never just like, well, I don't know, gee golly whiz, I don't got enough. Just because something happens. So what? Something happens. It is okay. And you've got to learn to be okay with that. We're going to get to the point. We're going to get there. But it's important for us to understand how serious God takes faith. It is something he wants us to have. And for us to move forward into the things of him. So faith you should, your faith should not fall into question if you run into a problem. Just because you run into a problem, it gives you a chance to catch the waymaker on the way. <laughs> catch the waymaker on the way. He has you. So again, learning to give thanks. Let's have to say it again. Here's something else noteworthy. The enemy loves to challenge truth. The enemy loves to challenge truth. However, that should encourage you and not exhaust you. The enemy loves to challenge truth. That should encourage you and not exhaust you. Here is why. Because it's very important for you to understand this principle. Just because the enemy is bothering you does not mean you're going to lose. And based on the attack of the enemy, we will be like, Shh, I just... Oh, I'm just, oh, just pray for me. Like, hey, fam, like, keep trucking. <laughs> it's going to be okay. But you cannot say it's going to be okay when you're in it. I can. Why? I just choose to trust God. What happens when something happens to you? You, get, you really get exhausted. I see people all the time. Um, like out and about. Uh, 
when I go to ministry places. They'll be like, they're going through something. They'll just sit there and look all dry faced. Like they got like 14 Sour Patches gummies in their mouth. Just like, just, I mean, everybody shouting and, and, and rolling on the floor and whatever else. And worship is real high. They just, on their phone scrolling or just sitting there just looking all this like they got a crook in their neck and like but then you let somebody like prophesy to them or you let somebody like you know they just then they want to start crying and roll on the floor and move all the chairs out of the way and whatever else like people want attention y'all and this is what the enemy wants us he wants us to start longing for attention when in reality we should be we already have the attention of God it just requires us to have faith to get us from point A to point B just because you're in something does not mean your faith, again, should fall under question. We must learn that surrendering is from the heart and not the mind. You cannot fathom the surrendering of God in your mind, but it's in your heart. It's in your heart. He is connected to that. We will be so quick to say we believe, but we don't have faith for what we believe. That centurion man was like, I believe, but help my unbelief. We believe, we say we do, but what do we do? What have you been praying for right now that you don't believe you can really have? What is a constant thing on your, on your prayer list, but you just, ooh, just, I don't know. But, and here's how you know. When you're in prayer, watch how you say things. Because at first you start, off, you start off on fire, like, God, I just know you're going to do it. Hallelujah, Lord, just thank you. Woo! We get all revved up, we get stirred up. Week later, ain't nothing happened, Father. I, I just, I, I still believe you can. I just, and your voice starts sound quiver. Get that quiver in your voice. I just know, yeah, I think you can. Lord, I'm just not, and then I think it's that week three. It's like, Lord, I think you can. I just, please, God, make a way. And, and then you get to week four. It's like, Lord, I don't know if you're going to do week five. I can't stand. I ain't praying no more. Everything changes because you have not seen it yet. Just because it has not manifested does not mean you are still not up for the miracle. Period. All right. So we got to believe and if we're going to say it. Make sure you got enough, enough faith to back that thing up. I believe God can make a way. So I'm going to trust him and, until he makes the way. So I believe it. You know, I told the story when I got my house. I said, Lord, I'm going to believe you for the money. And God bless him with the money. So when I walked in there on Monday, I said, here's a check. I told her, she said, Are you, can you show me? It was a Friday. She said, can you sure? You sure you got the money? I said, yep, I got it. It's in my account. It wasn't. I wasn't lying. My faith said it's going to be in that account. <laughs> I know I'm going to have it. Monday, I said, here's the cashier's check, fam. All right, here's the keys, Mr. Wallace. Have a great day. Thank you, sis. I'm good. Why? Because I just choose to believe him. And when you have enough faith, it'll make you say some things you know you don't have no recollection of right now. Next time someone says you need this to get this or whatever else, don't look at them and say, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I don't got it right now. I just, just Say, okay, cool. I'll I see you. I'll see you on Monday. Cool. All right. I'll, I'll call you tomorrow. All right, bye. And just believe him. And when you believe him, he'll come through. Because I said, I'm saying what I know my heart to believe. I have enough faith for what he said. And if we're going to see the greater things of God, we got to have enough faith to see them. God wants to give us greater glory in our servicing, in our encounters, but we're not, we don't have the faith for it. Faith increases every area of your life. It's not just for one place in your life. We oftentimes recite that scripture. We go from faith to faith and glory to glory. That's not the scripture. The scripture says we go from glory to glory. That's what the scripture says in the scripture. Bust up, your, bust, bust up the scripture you always knew. Bible does not say we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. 
Then we go from glory to glory. Why? Because it's different realms in glory. Why is it not faith like that? Because faith is. Glory comes, faith is. So we have to step into faith. It is what we cannot comprehend. That's what faith is. Faith comes from surrendering, not striving. Faith comes from surrendering, not striving. You can't work for faith. You got to surrender to faith. Silence, though, this is going to be good, shall birth, should birth faith in you. Silence. When everything is just shh, when you got, God ain't saying nothing to you, that's the time you should really start to believe God. We have been taught, though, silence means something bad. For example, if you send like a text that's kind of touchy and they don't respond to you, you start thinking like, oh, Lord, what's going on? Oh, Jesus, help me. We just go all crazy, right? Because we just like, what's, what they going to say? Like, hello, you write about question marks and they still don't write me in the back. It's like, did I, did I make them upset? Like, what's going on? You start wondering all these things. Then we say, man, man, whatever it is, what it is. And then five minutes, you're still thinking about the text message they didn't respond to. It's a real place, okay? It is, that's, that's low-key trauma. Now, here's the thing with that, guys. It's very important to understand that how we perceive things is important. Okay? If no one responds to a text, we think they mad at us and they just got busy and forgot. <laughs> Sometimes I can be that individual. All right? And we're like, you mad? I make you mad? No, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm okay. Just, I got busy. Hello? I, I got a life too. All right? It's, it's important for us to know that. 2 Corinthians 4 13. 2 Corinthians 4 13. Yasmin, if you can do me a favor um, and grab like four sheets of paper and ball up in like a ball for me. All right, real quick. 2 Corinthians 4 13. Yet we have the same spirit of faith as he had who wrote in scripture. I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. See how speaking in faith and believing goes hand in hand. You got to make sure you believe. Paul is quoting something from the Old Testament there. Praise the Lord. Now, write this down. Psalm 103, 20. Psalm 103, 20. I know a lot's going on. Psalm 103, 20. Bless the Lord, ye his angels. Listen that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Which means this, you guys. If we declare, listen, out of our mouths, the word of the Lord, then angels have no choice but to do what we say because it's his word. We all are assigned ministering angels to our lives. We all have angels assigned to our lives. Now, if we're telling that angel to go do something for us that God never said we could have, they're not going to move on that. However, they get their instructions from the one up above, right? So we have the ability to command our angels, but it's on the understanding of matching his will. That's why it's important to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you, Matthew 6.33. So it's important for us to make sure we are speaking what the kingdom says we can have and not what our flesh says we can have. Angels won't move on your flesh command, but angels will move on God's command. And when we match the kingdom with our vocabulary, we say what he says and they can move based on that. Let me ask you something. When's the last time you considered a disease, an illness, a sickness, a problem, a proclivity, something of that nature? When have you perceived that as this thing that you just cannot get over? And you give time and effort to learning and, and thinking about it and pondering over it and getting anxiety over it and stressing about it. When's the last time you, you spent a lot of time on that one thing? Two things, five things, 6,000 things in your life going on. 
probably yesterday, probably now, probably right before I said this. And the point is, you all, what you give your time to, you treasure. What you give your time to, you treasure. So if you treasure those things and give time to it, you treasure it. Versus if you get in the word of the Lord and, and declare what he says over your life, then everything changes from there. And the church said, amen. amen. Y'all got quiet. The miracle realm is his realm. So we have to make sure we are living in that. Um, you can write down a study for your own time. Romans chapter 4, verse 16 through 25. Romans 4, 16 through 25. You got homework. This is studying the life of, the life of, I'm sorry, the life of Abraham. And it talks about the, I was going to just have faith and just fall on off. Uh, <laughs> the life of Abraham. Um, and it talks about him dealing with how he believed the promises of God. He had faith to believe those things and to, be, to, be, to conceive a child and furthermore and so forth. It is a blessing to just new to do that and to believe that. You can also study later Mark chapter 5, 35 through 36. I've got you a whole study lesson. Mark, Mark chapter 5, verse 35 through 36 talks about how the rule of the synagogue, your daughter is dead. Um, let, me, let me just rest here for a second. Let me park. Uh, he, the, he said, your daughter is dead. Why are you troubling the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. This is, could you imagine in this story, in this passage, uh, they had came, Jesus was on his way to, uh, to encounter someone else and they came and said, hey, your, your daughter's dead. Don't trouble him. Don't go to him. Don't bother him. Don't, don't do that. The little girl was literally dead. But he, Jesus says, why are you in mourning? Why are you crying? Big point, listen up. He said, why are you crying? If you only believe, she ain't dead. We get so distracted on what someone says to us that we won't go to the master anymore because we believe what someone else said. Reality check, man. It does not matter what's, if God is in the proximity. Apparently he has something for me I can benefit from. So if he's around, I'm still going to say something. Stop believing what everyone says about you. Stop believing what everyone says that God can do. No, nah, man. They said to him, why are you going to trouble him? She dead already. Chill out. I mean, there's nothing we can do. We call people. You can put her in a body bag. It's fine. She good. She dead. No, nah, fam. I just know what God said. There's a uh, famous artist. We know uh, Travis Green, right? We know the artist, artist Travis Green. His mom, he fell out of the building, I think, four stories. Six stories. Four or six stories. Fell down. Dead, body bag, without him. He's the one we sing, uh, uh, you made a way. Am I ever against the wall? That guy, okay? Uh, he fell out of, a, out, of, out of a window. Let it, boom, dead. Body bag, tag on his foot, dead. His mom said, uh-uh, open it up. His mom went, kneeled down and prayed and commanded him to come back to life he's living today. Here's the thing. When you get in your mind what God said, then it does not matter what someone decrees over your life. They pronounced him dead. She said, no, nah, he still has life to him. And he's still full of promise. So why are you allowing someone who's not attached to your destiny give you a declaration over your life? All that is good. You have got to make sure you know what someone is declaring over your life to know what you should agree with and what you should not agree with. All right. So, Matthew 9, 22. I'm going to use you for an example today. You're going to be my assistant. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. Newlywed. Come on, all right. Mrs. Fleming. 
same last name twice. All right, so, <laughs> all right, I want you to go down there, sorry. Yeah. Mac, Matthew 9, 22. But Jesus turned, it, turned him about, and when he saw her, it's another story, he said, daughter, of, uh, be of good comfort, thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman, listen, was made, listen, key word, the woman was made whole from that hour. Here's what I want to stress to you, and I'm going to be done, I promise. It is very important for us to remember and understand that there are some times when you can pray and declare something, and it won't happen immediately. That does not mean that he didn't do it. This woman was proof of that. He said, yeah, you, you, she was made a whole in the hour. Every other translation other than the King James Version says she was healed instantly. King James said she was not healed. She was made whole within the hour. 60 minutes. But if I've given you all I have, I beg, I pleaded with you, and I, I, I don't see an instant result, and all you get is a behold, makes you think like, you don't really care about me. You didn't tarry with me. You didn't pray with me for real. But she said, in the hour, here's what I'm pointing. There is a process to miracles. And at times, they do come in stages. Here's, I'm, I'm going to prove this to you. God moves in Kairos time, sporadic time, moments. We move in chronological time. Today is August 25th, 2019. It is 4.30 p.m. That's chronological time. Next is 4.31, 4.32. 433 is kind of logical time. Everything's gonna happen. However, God moves in Kairos time. Alright, stand over here, y'all. So here's what happens. You want to walk, okay? So she's the person. I'm passing. She's dealing with something in her body. She's a blessing from the banker, whatever it may be. So I'll say, God's gonna do it. I declare it, so it is so in Jesus' name. She walks. Keep walking. Just walk around. Monday happens. Banker says no. Tuesday happens. Banker still says no. Wednesday happens. You get a call from the doctor saying it's gotten worse. Thursday happens. Friday happens. Saturday happens. Sunday happens. You're back at the altar praying again. Following a blessing. Because you're going to do it, Lord. Jesus ain't praying. Keep on walking. Monday happens. Still no sign of evidence. Still nothing going on. Still nothing happening. Still nothing moving. Still nothing shaking. Friday gets here. Still nothing happens. Still nothing happens. Saturday happens. Boom. Pause. The point is, God dropped the blessing to her and she was able to receive it because she kept walking. When you stop because you are discouraged, you miss the blessing dropping right in front of your face. So in that moment, she got, you can pick it up, she got the blessing because she kept walking. <laughs> she kept moving. All right, keep on walking. So now she keep on walking. That's one minute. She got the blessing from the banker, right? She's good. Walk around. Let's walk around. Keep on like, walking around everywhere. She's walking around, right? All right, God tell you to pray for somebody. Stop and pray for somebody. God tell you to pray for You're still waiting on a miracle, though. So you're praying for Miss Ross. She's praying real hard. And God, you know, whatever else. Keep on walking. Keep on moving through. You're waiting for God to bless you. All right, well, pray for somebody else. Keep walking. God's blessing me. Like, oh, my gosh, when's it going to be my time? I'm still praying. She's praying with faith. And here, go back to Miss Ross. Miss Ross telling you a testimony of how God moved for her. And God, she able to get what God said. Keep on going to her. Then God said, oh man, God, yeah, my mama sure ain't got a testimony because God done made a way and everything went, hallelujah, everything is good, you know, she take her to those south. So everything's all right from there. And now all of a sudden, she's still moving like, okay, God, when's my time? And because she did not stop, boom, out of nowhere, God blesses her again. Why? Because she kept moving. However, when you stop, you stop the blessings God has for you. Here is the thing, though. 
If she stopped walking and walked off path, walked that way, God blessed it here. Because something distracted her over here, she missed the blessing. She's still walking, but she's walking in disobedience now because she took a different route. Because someone said over here, you can, it, it probably can happen better this way if you try this way. But God didn't ordain that for her. Y'all hear what I'm saying to you? Make sure you keep walking in the realm of faith that God told you to walk and that you're good. And do not walk in your own desire, but walk in his detour. God's detour is blessed versus your disobedient path. It is doom on that. However, you've got to realize, saints of God, beloved, you've got to realize that God has a plan for you and it requires faith. Let me ask you, do you have quiet faith? Quiet trust? I'm just silently believing, Lord, I just, I just know he's going to come through. Hallelujah. Not really believing like you really should. You see what I'm saying? It's things like that, man. We've got to, we've got to rev like a faith is not quiet. Faith is very loud. <laughs> very. And we've got to start believing. Now, here's it in conjunction. We're going to, next week, we're going to go through some, yeah, I said it for next week. Next week, we're going to go through some practical things we need to understand. Because I can scream at you, talk about all this things, faith and miracles, and then my point from this series is to make sure you are leaving here doing these things. But I need to teach you all the practical ways to do these things. All right, what to say? We've been taught, you gotta like, you know, you gotta lay on the floor, roll around three times, and like, you know, put an offering in a basket, and then go here and hopscotch three times, and come back around and slap your neighbor, and do all this stuff to get a blessing. That's not true. So when you encounter somebody outside, we want to show you how to do these things. Okay? So next week we're really going to do, we're going to be pushing through. There's going to be some activations. We're going to get activated in this. So we're not just listening to me talk or yell and spit. We're going to get, we're going to get activated. You need to know how to do these, how, how to do these things. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. That's all. So make sure, <laughs> make sure that this week you are studying what I, what I gave you. This is faith, and faith reloaded like 09,000.3, all right? We talk about faith a lot, but I feel like God gave us a new spin to it. Here's the thing. Your faith, listen to me, is going to be challenged this week. What you going to do with it? Believe God or not? And again, right now we can say, yeah, we got it. You know, it's going to be good. We good. But when it happens, you still going to believe God? You want to accept what they say? That's the biggest thing we, that happens. When someone says something, we just, we just believe it. Quick. Like gossip. Same principle. Girl, you hear? No, girl. Oh, yeah. You hear what they have, bro? What, bro? Uh, gossip. And we believe it quick. We believe gossip more than we believe God. Because it's something that we can feel. We can see them talking. But God said, out of the blue in your prayer time, I'm going to bless you. Who was that? Whatever. <laughs> and then you don't believe it. We believe something we can tangibly see, feel, touch. All right? So let's believe God, period, point blank. Let's believe him. Let's have faith for these miracles. For yourself, for your family, all that. Let's have faith for them. Not quiet faith, radical faith. Crazy faith. Huge faith. Monster faith. Whatever it may be, if God said you can have it, then why are you believing what someone else says about it? Y'all feel me? Amen. Was it a lot? You got it all? Everybody good? I'm sure you look startled. You all right? You need to pray for us. 
You know, pray for him, hand on your head. All right. Let's believe the Lord. He's God, period. For the Lord is good. His mercy endure forever. He is good. And he has the ability to give us these miracles. So let's believe him for it. Period. He, has a, he can give us the healing. He can give us breakthrough. He can give us salvation. He can, he can, let's have faith for our family. How about that? Faith for family. When we leave here, I want you to grab those. Grab, we have some things you can, you can take and start handing them out for friends and family day. But I want you to start handing them out. Believe God for your family. And so I'm going to call all my cousins. They're going to be here. I'm going to declare by faith. They're going to be here. Shalika. All of them. I'm just going to believe God. Why? Because I have faith for them. And I want the prodigals to come home. I want people to come into the house of the Lord and say, you know what? I've been missing moments with Daddy God. And I need to get back to this place. That's what I want. I want to believe that. Let's believe. Mama Sharon, invite Drew. We're going to believe people to come home. <laughs> Period. I just believe God. Period. All right? And it may seem like radical. Good. When you see someone on the street, like, hey, what you doing? Tell them 15. Come. Hey, come on. We want you to encounter something good. Whatever it is. Let's just believe God. If we're going to have faith, let's have it for real. And let's believe him to do the rest of it. All it takes is one step. And one thing I know I rest my mama has taught me. If you take one step, God will take two. And the rest of them. I was taught God takes two. Then I learned that he takes all of them. <laughs> That's a real place. All right. Father, we just thank you for moments in your presence. Moments to love you and to thank you, Lord, for what you are doing and giving to us. Thank you that you are good and that you're going to bring these things to pass. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for faith. I thank you for being increased. We bless you and thank you. It is in your name we pray. Amen.